0: What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. I like to add a little different rhythm every time. Maybe not a whole different intro, but maybe just like a little bit different.
1: You're like a spoken word poet.
0: Yeah, man. It's almost like it's almost like I'm trying to create a new artistic way to say it yeah. without changing it too much.
1: Yeah, I like it. Yeah.
0: So what's up, dude? <laughs> Big episode. Yeah, big episode. Post book release. Post book release. By the way, thank you guys so much for everybody who bought a copy or two or 10 of the book. Obviously, you know, the main mission of the book is to get it out there and start making change. And if you watched the Facebook Live video last week, you understand that. Um, But it would be nice to make certain lists like New York Times bestseller, uh, Amazon bestseller, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because it's going to help push the other content that we're going to have come out. And that all falls on you guys. And guys, I can tell you right now, we're overwhelmed with the uh, generosity and the support behind what we've had. You guys are so good to us <clears throat> in terms of being a part of this movement and uh man, it's 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 almost surreal like how yeah. how awesome and powerful it's gotten, you know. Yeah. Like when we first started this thing, it wasn't like uh there was no expectations. You know what I mean. We started the podcast because we were doing a book interview um, for an actual uh, adult based book that we're going to release here in the next few months. Right. Um, I guess I just spoiled that. But anyway,
1: that's <laughs> uh,
0: okay. That how is how the idea for the MSCO project started. And you know, our goal and a lot of people who watch me on Instagram because I post the motivational statuses and the motivational. Um, you know, videos, et cetera. They they think that the MFCO project is all about motivation. And I would argue that motivation is secondary. You know, motivation might come from the way I speak or the energy I put out or the enthusiasm that you guys hear come through. But the idea of motivating someone, honestly, is not the point of what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is to be a vessel for change. We're trying to erase the last 20 to 30 years of trial and error parenting, trial and error schooling, and get back to the fundamental values that this country and greatness, success, personal fulfillment were founded on. You know, it was, it's not about you know yelling at you to do the fucking work all the time. It's about thinking a certain way and looking at yourself, admitting to yourself you think this way, and then learning how to think a different way. And that's that's the goal, you know? And that is why we came out with the books that we did first, you know? We could have came out with um, our other books that we've written, you know, that are more focused around business and practical aspects and, you know, yes, motivation. And we could have done that and, you know, got on all the talk shows and done the whole, uh, you know, author thing, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's right. out there doing all this shit about you know, bragging about being an author, which is cool, you know. Um, But that's not what this is about for us. This is about actually the long game. You know, we're practicing what we preach and we're trying to put out tools that can be used for people to help change the way people are thinking for the next 20 or 30 years. And that starts with the youth. It starts when we're little. It starts before we have our parents telling us, that we can't do things or our teachers telling us what we can and can't do or getting a trophy for 17th place or being told we're great when we're actually not. We're trying to help people avoid some of the mistakes that have been made for the last, you know, 20 years. And that starts from scratch. You can't just always jump in and fix people's problems. And that's what this is about. So, you know, people, I've gotten a lot of emails like, why didn't you put out a real book? Well, first of all, it is a real book just because it's not the book you expected doesn't mean it's not a real book. Second of all, if you think about it in terms of actual tools and what our mission is, it is it makes the most possible sense. And that's why we came out
1: with, you know, the idea of a children's series to start with. Um, Those those emails questioning, though. That those pale comparisons comparison that they i got it I, oh, I, i'm dude. getting tons tons of other emails though i got an email uh i thought it was a great subject line he said it said now i know andy is is credible basically they said you know like they were 100 uh sure that you were you know in it to help people right th- that you weren't in it to just you know make, make money it for yourself right, exactly but this guy's point was Andy had to be, has to be in it for the long haul and for real cultural change. Because his point was, is like, when you think about it, you know, you're this kind of, you know, fire breathing, you know, you got a certain, certain persona to you. And he's like, the fact that you would write a children's book, which is so completely, uh, you know, just throws people for a loop, says that you're not in it for just. I forget how he put it, but you know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah, yeah, not yeah. in it just to pr- just to promote your own no, like, dude, I'm a this badass. Is, right. You this know, is, but you're willing to say, no, I'm also a children's author yeah. if it means that we're going to change the world.
0: That sounds you funny, know? but the truth of it is is that you know we are here to change. This isn't, you know, I've made a ton of money in my life. I'm very successful monetarily. Do I do I want to be more successful? Absolutely. But I also know that none of that means anything if I can't help other people figure out how they can also do the things they want to do. And that doesn't right. matter if it's finance, uh, relationships, fitness, whatever, man. It's all about, you know, fulfilling that potential that we all have. And it's been interesting. You know, the feedback has been ninety nine point nine nine percent positive. And I would even say that one hundred percent positive with the the only questionable negatives are that people don't quite understand or it wasn't what they were hoping for right. personally, which right. you know we've got that coming, so don't worry about that. But you know, before I get too far into what we're going to talk about today, guys, um, you know this is a, a growing podcast, and so every week that we come on, we have new listeners. And for you guys who are new, um, you know, welcome. This is not your typical podcast. We don't just interview people and talk about how other people did it all the time, we're going to actually get practical and show you and teach you how to actually do certain things, think certain ways and execute on the principles that will make you successful in any goal that you decide to chase. And then on Thursdays, when we come up, uh, it's called Thursday Thunder, and it will be motivation based. Those are usually the videos that we see on on Instagram come from Thursday Thunders because people get riled up about it and they dig it. And it applies to everybody. And uh, for that reason, that's why I post those because it gets people's interest. But, um, you know, we're very practical. And and the idea of the podcast is that you guys have to start thinking of yourselves as an entrepreneur would think of their business, okay? You are the CEO of you. You are the entrepreneur of you. And being an entrepreneur is a lot different than being a business owner, okay, being an entrepreneur is someone who creates and who designs and who forges a different path based off of paths that other people have taken. So they innovate, they they create new things, they uh, they evolve, and that's what we're doing as humans. And that's what you have to do if you are going to be successful because th- at the end of the day, if you're going to copy someone else, the best you could be is a watered-down version of someone else. That's why entrepreneurial thinking is so valuable to your own persona, because you don't want to be another somebody else. You want to be the best you, and that's what we talk about for the most part. So you don't have to open. You don't have to own a business. You don't have to, uh, you know, be a CEO. You don't have to be uh, really anything. These principles apply to any area of your life. So um, what we're doing right now is we are at the end of 2016 and I know for a fact that most of you, because statistics say so, did not accomplish what you wanted to accomplish this year. Okay. Most of you set goals at the beginning of the year and you didn't do shit. All right. Usually by three or four, or five days in, you pussed out and you went back to your old habits. And now here you are listening to another success podcast, hoping that I'm gonna give you some sort of tidbit or magic or information that's going to magically transform you into this person that you want to be. I hate to break it to you guys, but I can't fucking do that. And nobody else can either. The only person that can control your results is you. And the only person that's going to control your progress is you. And the only person that's going to control your decision to move forward is you. Now, with that being said, it's my job to give you the tools to move forward and so what we're doing here at the end of the year is we are recalibrating people to be ready to attack 2017 right now not on January 1st when you're fucking hungover. not on January 2nd because you're hungover on the first and not on uh, January 3rd because uh, you know January 2nd was the first day of that you weren't hung over so you did some other shit get it this is what you guys all fucking do every time What we want to do is we want you to get thinking about it now. We want you to start breaking in the habits now. We want you to start working on the things now. We're still four or five weeks away from that time of the year. And if you could start now, when that time comes, it's going to be that much easier to really put the pedal down and be moving through your life at full force. And if you listen to last week's podcast, that's what we did. We did Recalibrate. We talked about general principles of success. Today, we're going to talk about greatness. So this is part two of Recalibrate. Um, and it's going to be me and Vaughn basically riffing on some some points about how to be great right and what you do
1: right i mean the, the the question that pops into my mind immediately is just success and greatness they're very related concepts so in in my in my mind it's hard sometimes to distinguish between the two so what do you think is really the difference between success and greatness
0: well i mean it's definitely a tough question to answer there's a ton of similarities between the two it's, it's very similar to how people perceive humble and modest. You know, they look and see principles that, uh, that uh, apply in both of them that don't actually uh, define either one, and then they get confused between the two. So what is the difference between success and greatness? Um, you know, I guess it would be the difference between doing one thing well and doing everything well, okay? And that means are you... Uh, executing one area of your life at full capacity and then other areas of your life suck? Or are you giving it all and are you reaching your full potential in all of these areas? Uh, for instance, you know, there's a lot of successful athletes out there who are, you know, terrible people, uh, but great people tend to achieve success in every area of their lives. And I would say that's the
1: difference. Um, would you say that some, that that would be like the difference between like Muhammad Ali was a truly great person because every aspect of his life there was a level of excellence. E- excellence. But I don't want to pick on anybody. But there, you know, we all know about the athlete who who off the field sucks. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Would but, Muhammad? But, but, you,
0: but you also got to think Muhammad Ali wasn't always the ideal person either. It was well, always true. It was always a work in progress. You mm-hmm. know, and that's what people have to understand. Nobody's born great in all areas. It's always a work in progress, and. Uh, I mean, I think he's an excellent example because, dude, he has gone down. His legacy is that he was also the great at what he did, you know, which was boxing. But he was also great at all these other things, too. And, and it comes down to his entire legacy is one of being great. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference. You know, I know a lot of people who are very successful financially that fucking suck at everything else. Right. Um, they're terrible people. They're drunks. They use drugs. Uh, you know, they're not good to their family. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, right. But the people who are truly great, the people who truly impact society understand that all of these areas are equally as important, you know, including the financial area, which a lot of people will try to say, oh, that's not as important as all these other. No, it fucking is because mm-hmm. try to do a lot of good with no fucking money. It's hard to do. Right. All right. So, you know, I think I think, you know, <clears throat> another thing to note is the difference between uh, doing and being. You know, a person could do something and be successful at it, but a, a truly, truly, truly great person has done so many different things in their life successfully that success and excellence and achievement dominate their entire being, okay? They, you know, they become the embodiment of success, and I think that's what we're talking about when we talk about somebody like Muhammad Ali, or we talk about, um, you know, let's talk about somebody current, like The Rock, Right. all right? The Rock is... By all accounts A great dude He's a nice guy He's he's charitable He's good to his family He's successful You know That's greatness You know what I mean It's yeah. not it, it, Dude The Rock could very easily Just be a dude Who's in movies And making his 65 million dollars a year Through his movies And not give a fuck About anything else
1: And You know He would be fine Right Do you agree with the statement That success is something you do And greatness is something you are <sighs> Is that a statement? That's or Are you making a statement I am just throwing that out. Oh, that's a good one, man. Okay. Yeah, I
0: agree with that. And that's why I asked if it was a quote. You know, I think, <laughs> I, think I think I'm uh, sure I heard it somewhere, but I'll claim it if I, you know. No, no, I think that, I heard. think that's very accurate. You know, um You know, lots of people claim to be great too. And and they usually claim to be great because they they made some money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they found some fame. And that's just not the definition, right. um, and I don't think that fulfillment, you know, let's talk about the fulfillment of each thing, too. I don't think that, you know, you're going to, you know, you could be successful and be very unfulfilled, but I don't think that you can become great and not feel the fulfillment back. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I, we definitely need to explore that concept, yeah. but I think before we jump into that, I, I want to know, I mean, you hooked up to a lie detector here. Do you honestly think greatness is for everyone? Um, I think
0: everyone has the potential to be great, but I don't you do. You really believe that? Yeah, for sure. But you, you know, I'm talking now. Look, I'm talking to people with you know the average skill set. Okay, there's people who are born with an IQ of 60. You know, there's people who are born with disabilities. That you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, dude, the, the guys. You know, because we're gonna get fucking emails about it. Oh, what about somebody who's was born, you know, stupid? You know what I mean? Like there is people that are bored stupid. And if you're sending me emails, you're probably fucking one of them. But, you know, I do think that everybody has the ability, you know,
1: everybody has a potential. Yeah, for sure.
0: But they don't fulfill it, you know, and that's the thing. You know, they look at people look at other people who have become great, okay, or successful in whatever area they're looking at. And they tell themselves the story, you know, and everybody knows what the story is. The story is this. Oh, that guy has this. You know, that guy was born this way. That guy was, um, he's better looking than me. He's faster than me. He's stronger than me. He's better circumstances than me. Blah, 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 blah. They tell themselves the story as to why that guy has it, why they don't. And so... They can just go back to their normal life and not have to, you know, worry about that. If they actually worked and did the shit that this other person did, they might actually live the kind of life this other person lives. And people do that because they're fucking lazy. They don't like change. They don't like switching up their lives. They don't like making, uh, <clears throat> you know, they don't like making adjustments. They they like being where they are. And if that's you, that's cool. If you like being where you are, own it. You know what I mean? but right. don't lie and don't make up stories. And so m- most people are not happy where they are, whether they admit it or not. You know, but but if you are happy, dude, fucking own it. Be right. like, dude, I love this, I love that, I love this, and I'm happy with this. You know? And if you have something, you know, that you would change, like, hey, I would like to make some more money or I would like to spend some more time doing this, fucking do it. But don't lie to yourself. Don't don't tell yourself I can't do X because I don't have X, right? Because we could all tell ourselves that about anything. All of us have people who are smarter, better looking, more talented, naturally, uh, better circumstances, more financially gifted, more educated, faster, stronger. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's us accepting that While that might be true, we could still be pretty fucking good at whatever it is we want to do if we just do the work. Right. You know, so I think everyone has the potential. But but you have to choose it. Yes, exactly. And most people just choose
1: to not pursue that. Well, let's ask, I mean, why don't they? Why? why, I mean, if you think about it, like who doesn't want to be great? But really, there are a lot of people who choose not to. So why don't people?
0: Well, I just touched on it, man. People like to be comfortable. They don't like to make change. They don't like to sacrifice things. They don't like to uh, take a step back to take two steps forward. They don't do that. And they're also in denial that they actually have a choice to be great. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, a hundred percent. That's that's the point. It's like they, they're looking at life as something that dictates to them versus something that they dictate. Right. And that's just not the case. You know, you ask any unsuccessful person um, in life and they will tell you that they will tell you something like this. And you have experience with this because you've been in the church. Right you know, it's God's will, or it's this, it's, you know, it's, it's the bad, bad luck, or it's, it's this, you know, or I've been unfortunate, you know, you'll never hear successful people say that shit, right? They might say it's God's will, but they're also going to say, I had to work hard. It wasn't luck. You know, I did get punched in the face a bunch of times by life and I, I rose up to, to, to battle that challenge. You know, people, it's just a different mentality, you know, and
1: It's bad enough when you're passive, but it's pretty bad when you're blaming God for your Dude, passivity.
0: Let's think about this, okay? Let's let's think about this in literal terms, because you can ask these same. I always I do this too. You can ask people, well, do you believe that God is your father? And they'll say, well, yeah, he's he's my savior and my father, or he's in control of everything. And I said, so <clears throat> so if he's your father, you think that God wants you to suffer and feel bad and go through all these hardships, or does he want you to actually learn? from these rise up and overcome these, you know, what do you think would make your father more proud and people just look at you like, you know, (laughs) like you're being a dick. Right. Right. But it's the truth. Right. You know, if if you, you know, like for your, for your daughters, what do you want for them? Do you want them to fucking feel sorry for themselves? And then, and then, you know, when things are going bad or do you want them to be fucking tough and, and overcome that shit?
1: Right. That's what God wants. Well, it's interesting because I got in hot water with some of my relatives because they said to me when we baptized Lila, uh, they're like, oh, I, I bet you go- you pray that nothing bad ever happens to them. I said, no, I don't pray that at all. I pray that if something bad happens to them, they overcome it. Right. I don't, I don't pray that nothing bad ever happens to my daughters. No. That's, well, first of all, that's not the world.
0: It's not reality. And, it's not reality. And it's not, there, there's no practical benefit to that. Right. You know, if you don't have bad shit happen, dude, that's, that's a, that's, that's the difference. That's how people interpret shit. When bad shit happens, successful people look at it as what can I learn from this or how can I overcome this and how's it going to help me in the future? And poor people who are fucking, uh, unsuccessful, they look at it as God hates me Mm -hmm. and this is what he wants for me. And that's what they look at. And, And it's bullshit. Right. You know, if this is you, you're full of shit. End of story. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and you're a, a pastor. I mean, when people used to come to you when you were practicing being a pastor, and would say this, I mean, were
1: you not like, dude? Well, I mean, the two things I always tell people is back when I was a pastor was that if if they think that you know. It's God's will. God controls everything. Therefore, I don't have to do anything. I mean, they they're not reading the Bible cuz I mean the, the way it's that the they will. Yeah, I mean the the way that the the Israelites thought about it was it's because God watches over everything and 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 you know, I don't know how you think of, you know, it's you don't want to think of it like like a clockmaker. But uh, you talk about editing stuff. Now I want to edit stuff. No edits. No no edits. Okay. What I was going to say is that it's not it's not like a robot. Okay, God doesn't watch over the world like a robot. He, yes, he's in control of everything, but the ancient Hebrew said it's because God is in control of everything that I act. That I I have a, I have responsibility to do things and to be part of making things happen in the world. That's right. It's not the opposite. People think it's the opposite that because there's a God, I can just not do anything. Right. No, he's calling you to action. Yes. And then the, and then as far as the suffering thing, like, I don't know where anybody gets the idea that that God's going to protect us from suffering. Dude, we're all going to suffer, but suffering's in your life to teach you shit. Right, exactly. You know I mean? At
0: the at the very least, it should teach you that you don't like suffering. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, dude, when I was when I was in high school, you know, my dad used to make me go work construction for my for his cousin, and I did concrete work. And I basically, when I say concrete work, I mean carrying fucking concrete forms mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you've never done that, you should go do it because it'll teach you one thing: that it, it sucks. Right, and you don't want to fucking do it for your right. whole life. Period. Right. And, and dude, I'm so thankful for being made to go do that because it literally, like, put in my head, like, no matter what, I wasn't going to fucking have that life. Right. No matter what it took. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, And people don't go through enough suffering early on to understand that they have to... You know, how what they have to do to build the life they want. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're protected from the suffering, from their parents, from their school. From That's like the, the trophy thing, you know? Right. Oh, you know, little Johnny, never feel bad. We don't want you to feel bad when you lost. Dude, bullshit. You're supposed to feel fucking bad. Right. You're supposed to be pissed off. You're supposed to cry. You're supposed to get mad. But you know what you're supposed to do next? You're supposed to go out and do the fucking work so that you don't fucking get your ass beat again. Right. And that's where everybody fucks up, you know? We're supposed to have suffering. We're supposed to feel bad. We're supposed to have bad shit happen so that it could teach us how to overcome those things. Right. And when you protect everybody from those things and when you make it so that nobody ever loses or nobody ever feels bad or nobody ever you know gets frustrated or nobody ever has a, a bully in their life, what are you teaching them? You're teaching them that the world is going to be the super nice place. And then you put them out in the world. And when you put them out in the world, they get fucking stomped on. Over and over and over again, and then what do they end up doing? They end up going crazy and like shoot up a school or something, because they don't know that that's how the world's supposed to be. Right? Or they kill themselves, or they go through depression. Dude, when you teach people that that they don't have to overcome shit, they never learn how to overcome shit, and that's a huge liability for 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 anybody.
1: Right. And I, I, I really feel like I need to say this. I, I used to have people all the time saying, Oh, so you're telling me that if uh your daughter gets cancer, you're supposed to be thankful for that. No, you're not supposed to be thankful for the suffering. You're supposed to be thankful in the suffering. In other words, you're thankful for what the suffering can produce. So like if you with, with for instance, with the you carrying all those heavy things, right? You don't say, Oh man, I love that. You say, I love what it taught me. Yeah. It's the vessel. For teaching exactly. you something else. It's, exactly. it's just amazing how many people don't get that.
0: Well, they get it. They're just trying to like trip you up in your words because they have nothing better to do.
1: Exactly. So I do want to talk about, because I, I, you've talked about this before and I, you you touched on it a little bit ago, but people don't want to make the sacrifice to be great because ultimately they don't think it's worth it. So I know you, and I know you well enough to know that you're not going to say, well, I'm great. But there are there are clearly aspects of your life that have the quality of greatness. So I don't know. I want you to draw from your own experience and just share something that will encourage people that, guys, trust me, it's worth the sacrifice. Greatness well, is worth the sacrifice. Well, first worth of sacrifice.
0: all, it's hard for people
1: to understand that
0: it's worth it when they have never experienced anything close to that. You know, they've never grown up in a household that— You know, or seen a family member or known somebody who was great at something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And most people, that's how they grow up. They grow up in a very average home with very average parents, with very average network. And the idea of being great or being successful at anything is this fairy tale story that's told, you know, like, oh, man, you know, there was this one guy back in the day. Who I kind of knew his first cousin's girlfriend's sister's brother's boyfriend was my friend, and you know what? He's rich, you know, and that's right. that's like the, the the closest thing they get to it. Right. So how can you expect somebody who is completely sheltered from experiencing that to understand that they're capable of that or that it's possible? Even you know that's the first question, and that's where I always like to recommend that book, The Third Circle Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, because that book is very, very, very effective at getting people to become self-aware as to why they think the way they do. And so
1: <clears throat> for most people... Can I insert something real quick sure. regarding books? Many, many, many of you have asked us to get a list of Andy's favorite books. I am working on that. We just have a lot of things going on right yeah. now, guys. So just be patient.
0: Um, the The thing is, is that... You know, people, it's hard to get people to see that when they've never even touched it. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're this person and you're listening right now and you've never experienced it, it's a very important for you to try to circulate and expand your experiences by design to be around those sorts of things. You know, that's why you hear the saying, you are the 5 sum, the average of the sum of five people that you hang around the most. There's a lot of truth to that. Is it is it 100% true? No, it's not 100% true. But there is truth to it. And so if you're one of these people who has never been around success or greatness in any way, first of all, buy the book, uh, The Third Circle Theory, um, and then work to try to become, you know, close. Not You don't have to be their best friend, but just surround yourself with successful people, people that are successful. That's one good thing about the car scene that, that people don't realize is that. You know, when you go to, uh, you know, a lot of people, they don't understand cars, but when you drive a fucking Lamborghini and you go to a car show and there's 30 other fucking people driving high end cars or 50 other people driving high end cars, your network expands pretty, pretty strongly in the direction of success, mm-hmm. you know? Nice <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it, 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 but I mean, you know, that's something that, has, that I've met more successful people through that than I have through business. Um, and I do more business with people because of that, like that, that I've probably made more money because of owning the cars I own than the cost. I mean, 10 times more than the cost of actually owning those cars. But the point is, is you have to start circulating in those circles and you have to figure out how, how to do that. Yeah. And that's going to take some, some creative thinking, especially if you have nothing to offer. So what I would think is how can I fucking help these people? What can I do for them? How can I bring them value? You know, um, in any way possible and you have to start expanding your, your, your outlook and so that your standards and your expectations and, and your your understanding of what's possible can grow because if that never grows, there's nothing you can do about expanding you know you're you're not going to believe that you could ever be great. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so it's really hard to get people uh, to understand something's worth it if they don't understand that it's possible. So I think understanding that it's possible is, is the first thing that they need to work on. And okay. that understanding that it's worth it, I mean, dude, you know, how is it not worth it? Yeah. You know, I do whatever the fuck I want. Like, I go wherever I want, I drive whatever I want, I live where I want, I vacation when I want, I do whatever the fuck I want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's What's not worth it about that? And I mean anything I want. You know, we just gave fucking hundred and to a local charity, you know, I give back what I want. I don't have to worry about literally anything when it comes to like, can I afford this or can I do that? Or can I, I mean, dude, it's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. It's pretty nice to be able to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like without limitation. I mean, there's really nothing that I can't do. And that's, um, I don't, I mean, what's not worth it about that? You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: No, I, Like, I'm, I'm what's
0: just, that worth? Like what's, what's total freedom worth? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, how can you even describe that? I mean, I, I, dude, I've been in this, this would be 18 years coming up. You know, I've been living this way for the last eight years. You know what I mean? Right. So I worked my fucking dick off for 10 years to do whatever the fuck I want the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, what's not worth it about that? Like, if you can't understand that, then you probably should work at fucking McDonald's. Right forever.
1: You said freedom. I like that word. I would add to it and say it's, it's freedom. You, you, the way you described it was to do what you want, but you have a freedom now to make as much of an impact on the world as you want. Yeah. And that's that's my passion. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? And I have, if you don't think that takes a lot of money, you're crazy, right? I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to do that, but I enjoy it. I don't make money, you know. I'm, I mean, we're making a little money now with the book, but I mean, it's nothing compared to what I've invested to try to make an impact, right? You know, and I mean the time, but it's what I like to do, you know. So, I mean, what 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 about that isn't worth whatever, right? You know, like people say, oh, it's not worth the time I missed. Oh, it's not this or that. But they're also going to be the same guy in 10 years from now that can't afford to put their kid through, you know, the high school they want to go to or the college they want to go to or uh, take a vacation or, you know, afford the health care they want or that procedure they want or this or that or whatever. Fucking anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't understand what what's worth it about your time that you're doing now that you won't give that up to have what you could have in 10 years. The problem is, is it's not that it's not worth it. It's just that it's not worth giving up their instant gratification for something that they believe may not ever happen because they've never experienced it, which right. is why the point of teaching yourself what's possible is important. But I will say this, if you're happy where you are, don't go down the fucking rabbit hole because there's a lot of happiness in ignorance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There is. And like, if you're somebody who doesn't really realize what's possible and your life's pretty cool and you know, you're pretty happy with where you are. Don't even fucking worry about it because, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, once you go down the fucking rabbit hole, there ain't no coming back. And what I mean by that is, like, you're constantly hungry. You're constantly in the mode of getting better. You're constantly improving. And now I'm living in a world where I'm competing in my mind against people like fucking Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, which is a battle that I'll probably never win. You know what I mean? So, you know, ultimately, there's going to be some sort of regret when it comes down to, because I set such high goals for myself. So, I mean, like, you know, I will say there's a catch 22 there. You know, once you go down that fucking rabbit hole, you're not coming back. Right. And that's it. You know, and people don't, people don't say that shit, but I know I, it's not that I'm not happy. It's not that I'm not excited, but I'm going to tell you right now, the game is what excites me. It's not the money, you know, and, th- and I'm playing a game that I probably can never get to the level I want to get to, hmm. which is why I laugh when people say, Oh, like we have local competition here that thinks I'm like sitting back at my desk with my fucking feet up and not even crying. <laughs> it's like, dude, motherfucker. You have no fucking idea how competitive I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I will fucking eat your fucking children. Like Mike Tyson. <laughs> For real. I you know, know what I mean? Well, like, I, in I pe- know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and people will say, oh, that's not morally right. I don't care. Because I'll fucking do what it takes to win. Because I want to fucking win. Yeah. And people don't have that drive because they never understand what's possible. And once you really understand what's possible, you can't satiate that hunger. It's impossible.
1: And it's it's not just understanding, it's also experiencing. I, I know that we, we haven't attained greatness per se, but we're always pursuing greatness with the MFCEO project. And I remember the first time a while ago that we hit a million uh, downloads in a month. Yeah. And I remember just being like, wow, that feels incredible. Yeah. Just, and now only
0: it, we get two million.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it just it just feels incredible. And the idea of that experience of doing something that nobody else has done... Is addictive. Yeah. You know? Well, people don't... People... Dude,
0: successful people don't talk about this shit because unsuccessful people use this as ammo. All right? Unsuccessful people will say point at someone successful and be like, you have all the money in the world, but you're not happy. And the successful person will, will never admit that. They'll never say, you're right, I'm not happy. Because they don't want to be wrong because they want to win. Right. Right? But right. the point of what I'm trying to say is that when you are at a level of of high competition, high success, you want to fucking be the best. Right. You know, being successful is not what other people deem successful, which is why they never reach success. You know, most people look at success as like having some money in a bank, being able to go to Mexico and sit on the beach drinking a fucking Corona and post it on their Instagram.
1: Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's success. Drive a fucking Mercedes and live in a $600,000 house. Like, That's not what successful people think about. Successful people think about winning. They don't think about the money. They don't think about the fucking Mexican vacation. Like, I don't fucking care about vacation. I don't fucking go on vacations. Because I don't care about them. You know what I care about? I care about fucking winning. I care about being the best. I care about impacting people to the point where it changes their entire existence. It's a competitive drive and hunger that cannot be fulfilled in any way. And... 0.1% 0.1% of the 1% will ever feel that way. It's the highest level of competition. And if you truly go down and under, try to understand what's possible and how you can do things and the power, especially, of the mind and what you can manifest with action and you really understand what is possible, dude, <laughs> it's just a whole other fucking game. You
1: know what I mean? Uh, I Absolutely. And, and, like,
0: people, like, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just not. hmm you know that's why I say like dude if you're happy where you are and you're pretty happy and you you know don't fucking go there right cuz it'll eat you up. You know I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a rare example, you know, guy like Gary Vee, rare example where we have like we have family like his wife, my wife that will fucking deal with the crazy motherfuckers like us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like dude, Emily knows like I'm all fucking business. You know what I mean? Like she appreciates that. And she works with me on that. Like, dude, I would, I would bet there's like very, very few women that would put up with the shit that I do. Not because I do bad shit, but because I'm never really present, you know? Mm -hmm. And people don't fucking think about that. You know, Mm -hmm. they see the cars, they see the lifestyle, they see the travel, they see this, that, 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 that. And they want that shit. But dude, what they don't understand is what it fucking takes in reality. So, I would recommend that if you are pretty happy with where you are, don't go chasing these big fucking dreams. You know what I'm saying? Because it will fucking ruin your life because you probably can't handle it and you probably don't have the support structure around you to handle it. Now, with that being said, there's some awesome shit that comes with it. You know, the ability to impact millions of people, the ability to do whatever the fuck you want, the ability to change the fucking world. That's pretty fucking awesome. You know what I mean? But it isn't for everybody. Right. You know? Now, I know there's people listening right now, and they're like, well, does that mean I can't be successful? No, you could be very successful and still be, you know, you dude, I know guys that make millions of dollars a year that are still not at that level of thinking and not at that level of, of, of chasing greatness. You see what I'm saying? To the point where it's it can be destructive if you don't know how to handle it or surround yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can make millions of dollars a year not being that way. I'm just saying be careful what you chase because... Some things you'll never fucking catch. You know what I'm saying? i uh,
1: yeah, following you. Yeah. So, obviously, you've identified as a competitive streak as an element of greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, greatness, obviously, is a quality that encompasses a lot of other qualities. So you identified competitive greatness, or excuse me, competitive attitude. What are some of the other qualities that you think go into greatness?
0: First of all, I would say one of the number one things that go into greatness is the uh, the work ethic, okay, um, and the attention to detail. I think that the difference between great and the difference between successful is comes down to attention to detail. It comes down to your willingness to be aware and willingness to change and, uh, and uh, control the smallest details that are in your control. Um, you know... I also think that, uh, you know, the idea of, of, of humility is a huge deal. You know, most people don't understand what humility is. Humility, and by my definition, is your understanding that you're no better or no greater than any other human. You're just different. And that means that you have to be willing to understand. And this is in this situation, this is the most applicable way to put this, is that you have to understand that you don't fucking know everything. And you have to know what you don't know and you have to be okay with what you don't know because the minute you think you know everything is the minute you stop learning. The minute you stop learning is the minute you stop becoming competitive. The minute you stop becoming competitive is the minute that you get destroyed by your competition. So, you know, and and how many people do we see become successful, uh, you know, and then lose it all because they start thinking that they're fucking great. Or they start thinking that because they've been successful at one thing, they can do a lot of other things. You know, you don't see me doing a lot. Like A lot of people are like, invest in this, invest in that, invest in this. Dude, I don't fucking invest in shit that hasn't had to do with what I have to do. So don't fucking ask. You know why? Because I do what I know. And I know what I don't know. And if I don't know your shit, I'm not investing in it. Period. But every other dude with millions of dollars will fucking be Mr. Investor, even if they don't know nothing. And that's how you lose it you know, so humility is a big deal. You have to be willing to learn. You have to be willing to understand and stay in your lane in terms of what you know, and then know what you don't know so that you can learn new things. Um, you know, and then the ability, like I said, on the details, this would, this would sort of tie back into the details, but being focused on winning the day and focused on the short term, but committed to the long term. Okay. And that means, you know, Being attentive of what you do on a day-by-day-by-day-by-day basis, knowing that all those days compile and compound to produce the long-term result that you're after. You know, uh, most people are way, you know, and this would tie into a point too, being patient. Most people are way too impatient. You know, they want the results in a month, but if they just, you know, stuck with the same thing that they did for a month, for a year, the results would be a hundredfold what they even expected. You know, and that's that's an issue with society today. Instant gratification, you know, uh, everything's now. And for that reason, um, you know, nobody wants to, to wait. And unfortunately, you know, just like when you're baking a cake, you can't fucking speed up the process. You know, if you turn the oven up to 800 degrees instead of 400, guess what happens? The cake gets burnt because you're trying to produce the cake quicker. Um, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. You have to be patient. You have to understand that there's going to be a time factor involved. And you can't outspend it. You can't outwork it. You can't outdo, you know, you can't outthink it. It's just a matter of something that's going to be there. And you have to accept that that's part of the process. So, um, you know, focusing on everything that you can do today, everything you can do tomorrow on a day-by-day basis, knowing that that, that's the step-by-step-by-step plan that's going to produce the result that you're after long-term and being committed to that. Um, but, you know, outside of that, I really, I don't know, I think that's it. You know, there's not a lot to it. It's just those are four or five categories that take tremendous amount of personal development to to fine-tune. You As know? you were
1: talking, I was thinking about an earlier podcast that we did a long time ago called Be Part of the 2%, where we were just talking about how when everybody looks around, they always think, oh, there's all this competition, there's all this... There's all these other people that are striving for greatness, and I think your point in that episode was not really like when you really when you really think about it. Oh, there's a lot of people that fucking talk about. They it. They talk about yeah. it, but the people that actually do it, and and you were saying that that's good news. That if you just push through, dude, I'm you're going you, to be this part of the two percent.
0: With uh, my business partner uh, Chris, we were talking about it over the phone while I do when I do cardio. I always call him on the phone. We talk for like forty five minutes because that way we can like have our little meetings over the phone. Yeah. And we got on the subject of like um, the amazing amount of opportunity there is for young people these days because they have been raised for instant gratification. They have been raised to believe that they aren't capable. They have been raised to believe that they don't have to work that hard. They have been raised to think that they're going to win with very little work. Um, And that creates tremendous opportunity for a young person that wants to work, that understands what it's going to take, that hustles. That wants to win and that does everything they can to win because the, while all everybody thinks they are going to be successful, there's only, you know, one out of every 100 that are actually going to do the work. Hmm. And the perceived competition is much greater than the actual competition, I think. And that goes for any age group. But especially, man, if you're between the ages, you know, if you're under the age of like 25 right now, fuck, dude. tremendous opportunity just just by becoming a fucking hard worker and a student of success you know what i mean uh it's just a totally different group and you know a lot of people will say oh fucking you're just picking on these young people blah, Blah. no i'm not you know what i'm saying i'm not picking on them i'm i'm stating what is reflective of somebody somebody's opinion who deals with literally hundreds of young people i've had Hundreds of people between the ages of 18 and 25 work for me. I would fucking have had that for the last 16 years. I know the differences between today's youth and what they were 10 years ago because I work with those people. It's just different, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're somebody who's motivated to be successful and you're in that age, there's never been a greater opportunity, not only for that, but think about the technology that's involved now. Now you have internet, you have ways to market very cheaply or for free. Um, you've got ways to build your personal brand and stand out. I mean, it's just, it's tremendous, you know? And, and if you're that person, man, I would give anything to go back and be 20 years old right now. Mm -hmm. I would give everything up to go back and be 20 years old right now in one second because the opportunities are just, they're unbelievable. And the, the ability to build success is accelerated where it took me like 10 years to make any real progress. You know, these people can do it in three, four, five years because of the technology differences. It's just, it's amazing. Right. You know,
1: so. But, but what's amazing is people think that three, four, five years is, is a long time. A long time. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, you just gotta calibrate your thinking.
0: I think that changes as you get older. You know, yeah. I think when you're older, you know, you realize that ten years isn't that long. You know, when you're 20 years old and you think of 10 years, you're like, fuck, that's half my life. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But when I think of 10 years, you know, I'm 37. I think when I was 27, I remember that like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally. So it just, you know, you can't really implant that perspective in somebody's brain. Right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, man, you know, (sighs) it's just, it's just, you know, the basic things, humility, work ethic, you know, being competitive, being focused on winning the day. Um, being patient, you know, those, those are the qualities that are going to equate to greatness and you have to pick, you know, and focus on honing those qualities, uh, as you go. I mean, the one I struggle with is patience, you know what I'm saying? I want everything now too. Like when I want, I want results today. Um, but you know, it can be a good thing because it creates sense of urgency. Right. Absolutely.
1: And I mean, on that, on that topic of patience and how it applies really to everything, guys this is exactly why Andy chose to write a book for kids because changing somebody's life I mean it, it happens every now and then that you know somebody who's late 20s early 30s early 40s they have a powerful experience of their life and you know the whole direction of their life changes but the reality is is most lives are shaped over time starting when they're young and that's that's why uh, that's why you decided to write a book a book for little kids and that this is just the first in a series of books because we want to shape people over the whole course of their life and just the the impact that's going to have on uh on our world on our on our own country it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean you that's know? the goal man. You know change change the way people think. That's right. So, so, uh, guys, if you haven't connected with us through social media, Andy is at Andy Frisella for pretty much everything except for uh, sna- uh, not Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat, which is mfceo zero. <laughs> no, sorry, mfceo dash one. Tyler is at my Tyler m a i underscore t y l e r on Instagram, and I'm at Vaughn Kohler for pretty much everything. V a u g h n k o h l e r. Any uh, final. Words about greatness. Yeah, man,
0: if you're trying to be great, the biggest thing is to focus on being great on a daily basis. You know, this is an overwhelmingly huge topic. You know, it's the the scope of it is your entire life. So if you want to be great, start by being great on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Did you have a great day? And if you want to learn how to have a great day, go back and listen to uh, the Win the Day podcast that we just did a few episodes ago. Um, It'll teach you practically how to organize and, and understand what's going to create a productive and great day on a daily basis. Um, It's really a step-by-step, you know, A, B, C, D, how to become great. And if you do that, if you commit to that on a daily basis, eventually things are going to play out the way you want them. They just are. There's no other way for that result to happen. So if you're, you know, you're thinking, Oh man, I want to be great. I want to be a great human you have to practice being a great human and you have to break it down, and it has to become part of who you are by becoming habits. And the way you create habits is by doing them on a daily basis. So go put that, you know, win the day and the power list into play and start there. Um, and, and, you know, it'll evolve as you go. Yeah. I still see people doing the fucking power list the wrong way and tagging me in it. Like, they're, they're writing <laughs> shit. Like, dude, how fucking clear can I be about this? This is not a goal list. It's actual. It's an actionable step by step daily list. Like I have somebody tag me in the power list the other day. I said my power list for this week. It's not a week fucking power list, motherfucker. It's a fucking day by day thing. You know they put they put in there. Oh, go to the gym three times a week. Go eat healthy every day. No, that's wrong. Go listen to the fucking podcast. You adjusting how you do it is taking away the effectiveness of how it works. You, you, I just had this discussion with my whole company on fucking Sunday. You think you fucking know, but you've never done it and never been there, never accomplished anything, but you're going to m- invent your own fucking way of doing it. <laughs> right. Makes a lot of fucking sense. That's right. probably why you're struggling in life right now. Mm-hmm. So go back, listen to the fucking podcast, do it the way I say, and you'll see why it works. But quit making up your own fucking powerless pissing me off
1: right guys if you are brand new to the mfceo project uh or you've just had your head in the sand and you don't know what we're talking about with regard to andy's children children's book go to amazon.com and uh, just type in andy frisella or you could type in otis and charlie's uh no it's charlie the bulldog's fantastic fruit stand and you spell charlie with e-y and you will find out what the hype is all about anything else to add to uh for the rest of the No podcast. We this this really needs editing because I'm. uh, No, it doesn't need editing. You
0: You just need to get better.
1: I know. I do need to get better. (laughs) All
0: right, guys. Appreciate you listening. Go buy some motherfucking books. (laughs) Be (laughs) out.